Morning. Welcome back. What's uh, mom? We stopped. Uh, well, first off, we got a guest here. Oh, I'm a guest. You're a guest. <laughs> and this is probably the podcast I'm absolutely the most nervous about so far. I'm excited. The uh, you know the one with Jenna, I was pretty confident I could hold my own and and uh, I control the roof over her head. <laughs> or so you think. <laughs> hmm. Okay, I get this now. <laughs> this one here, uh, she can dig pretty deep. So, it's because I know a lot of deep stuff. You do know a lot of deep stuff, and uh, we're going to try to avoid a lot of that over uh, over this. But anyways, we, we stopped counting episodes, Bob. We have no idea what episode this is, so we're not really that professional. But it's somewhere between 15 and 20. Yeah, around there. Okay. But we have roped my mother into uh, being on the podcast with us today. So I think it's because nobody else showed up that you had in mind. This is not... Uh, this is not completely true. We have a long <laughs> list of guests. Completely, but nobody was available this morning, so you had to pull me out of the store. No. <laughs> now, wait a minute here. We have a long list of people that would love to be on this podcast with us, but you're the only one that was in Derby this morning. Oh, God. Got it. Okay. I'm the available person. So you're the best available option we have. That is 100% correct. Okay. I'm excited to have you. Thank you, Jason. So uh, I don't even know where to start. I got a feeling I'm going to be on the defense mechanism this this whole time. Hey, you chose this. Let's just remember that. So uh, you just want to start off by telling them how fortunate you were to have one awesome kid, as in me. (laughs) (laughs) What's the next subject? (laughs) Keep going. We're we're just going to skip over that. Well, all my kids are awesome. Everyone has their awesome abilities, I'm a, I'm a, and you just have different abilities than the other two. So, I think I'm trying to be politically correct here. Yeah, this we're gonna have to, you're gonna cut that shit out. Can we cuss on this thing? Lightly, but you know, if Grandma was here, your mother, we'd get right to the chase. Oh, well, Grandma's Grandma, and your mom's your mom. All right, so all right, so we'll, we'll start off. We'll go back in time here a little bit, and uh, so. I don't think it was a huge surprise to anybody that I liked tinkering, tinkering with uh, mechanical things. No. Um, and I had a big interest in uh, the dirt and equipment and all Tearing things like crap that. apart. So one of the first memories that come to mind is, uh, you remember the Sesame Street? Big I Day? totally remember that because that was a huge Christmas present, which <laughs> I barely could afford, and you tore it all up. I did not tear it up. That was one of the okay. best learning you, experiences You ever. took it apart, but you were never able to get it back together. <laughs> That's, okay. That is so the now, truth. Hold on here. You back up and you tell your side of the story, and then I'll tell my side of the story. Hey, I was older. I remember. I remember very vividly. You were probably four. No, I was older than that. Well, then you should have been old enough to know better. (laughs) Go back to four. Four Four and a half. Okay. So this Christmas present I get, it was a Sesame Street player. It had a cassette tape in it. I still to this day don't know how it worked. It had books to go with the tapes, and it was a learning tool. I kind of think I had one of these, too. So anyways, you put the the cassette tape in it, (laughs) and you flip through the pages, and it had like a color-coded something. Yeah. And you'd hit the button, and it would skip to a certain point in the tape. It was to teach you. It was a teaching tool. Well, it it taught me all right. Not too well. You don't know how it works. (laughs) (laughs) Because he tore it apart. So anyways, I used this thing for probably about six months. And I got pretty bored with the books. I'm like, (laughs) whatever. So my mind, I'm intrigued, like, whenever I push the yellow button, how the hell does it know to go to this spot? (laughs) There's only one way to find out, right? Did you find out? You take it apart. (laughs) Consult with the manufacturer. Unfortunately. (laughs) Unfortunately, to this day, it's still a mystery to me. I did not know how it works. So the lesson you taught him was to always read the instruction manual. No, that's not. That didn't even come into play. So anyways, I I took this thing completely apart. There was little gears and motors and all kinds of cool stuff in there. And I'm like, this is pretty cool. And I get it apart. And then I quickly realized that I am not qualified to put it back together. Like That's not going to happen. So... Mom starts asking, like, where it's at, because she hasn't seen it in a while. And uh, so, Oh, so you hit it. Yeah, well, of course. <laughs> yeah. 
so the, a smart four-year-old, right? He's, he's good at leaving details out. Yeah, so yeah. What's the next? If you can't get it back together, what's the next best thing you do? Hide it under your bed. No, you repurpose it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. What did you do with it? <laughs> so inquiring minds. I, I started oh, off. Yeah. The little uh, drive remember. mechanism in it that makes the tape, like spins the cassette tape. I'm sure there's probably people listening to this podcast who have no idea what a cassette tape is, but they'll have, to, they'll have to Google that. <laughs> oh, God. How old are we? <laughs> well, obviously, Plus, you're older than me. You're my mother. Take two CDs and put masking tape in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, I started off making, um, I started off, I was going to make a little, like, RC, like, little car, mm-hmm. and that was boring. So then I, I tried to make it into a crane. Like I tried to make a crane boom out of, I think the center out of like some wrapping paper and put a string up to it. I was gonna winch stuff up. And long story short, I stripped the gears out of it. Oh, surprise, surprise. Yeah. So ultimately the motor- Wait, It didn't occur to you to use the tape inside of the, the cassette tape for anything? Well, the Jason, that was, that, was, that was already gone. It was probably ate up, you know, cause he couldn't get it so back together. So long story short, after a while, the only thing I had left that still worked was the motor. So I decided to make a fan to go above my bed to keep me cool at night. <laughs> See, I don't remember all the repurposing. And, uh, and, I would just remember being pretty pissed about yeah, you tearing it so up. So mother, uh, I, I, it, was, it was in the storage room down, no, it wasn't in the storage room down there, it was the basement, it would have been. There. Anyways, mom found the box of parts. Yeah, and uh, I do remember that. It got repurposed to a paddle. <laughs> She was not happy. That was a big gift. That was like the big gift. You know what? I didn't learn the lessons that toy was intended to teach me, but I learned a lot of lessons from that toy. About physics and paddles? And, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) That was the only thing you tore apart, but, yeah, it wasn't. You you got better as you got older to at least get your crap back together. Well, that's what that thing taught me. If you're going to take it apart, you better have a plan to get her back together. (laughs) And from that, and and I don't even know if mom even knows this, but from that day forward, like every RC car I got, (laughs) anything that had mechanical motors or anything about everything I had got taken apart and put back together. (laughs) Everything. And judging by the truck that's sitting behind you, it still hasn't changed. (laughs) Just the toys got bigger. (laughs) The toys got bigger. Yeah, and that's, uh, well, you remember my fascination with RC cars. Mm-hmm. That's probably why Gunner has that same deal. Yeah, but uh, I don't let Gunner have a screwdriver because I know what happens to him. <laughs> Poor Gunner. <laughs> I know what I'm getting for Christmas. Yeah. That's screwdriver. But I did. Right? <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed playing with them, but the funnest part for me was taking them apart, seeing the guts, see how they worked, yeah. modifying them if I could, mm-hmm. and then putting them back together. <laughs> Hoping they still worked. Well, well, I think everything after the Big Bird player at least worked for a period of time after I put it back together. As intended or? As I intended it to work as I put it back together. Sometimes I purposely repurposed. So I think he just hoped they all worked when he got them back together. Was that, was the big, thing, that was the big if, thing. If Mother ever asked, they were in presentable order. <laughs> yeah, they weren't hidden. <laughs> now, did you keep a list? Of oh. all the gifts that you gave him. God, say, oh, no. I see this one. No, okay. no. <laughs> it, when it was gone, it was gone. He never got another one. <laughs> so the next story that comes to mind, and I know you know this one really well. This is probably <laughs> one of my more famous stories. Is uh, <laughs> when you took my lawnmower apart and made a wood splitter. Oh, I forgot about that one. <laughs> oh. oh, all right. Keep going. I've got a lot of memories, Michael. That was that, no, that the, the, the lawnmower had reached its lifespan as a lawnmower. I mean, I but saved, it was still my lawnmower. But I saved it from scrap. Anyways, we're getting off subject okay. here, mother. Okay. So, so the next story, I was probably about maybe ten, somewhere in there. But I had uh, I had graduated from RC cars and and D batteries to small gas engines. Oh boy. And um, where this is going. The what golf are, cart. No, not the golf cart. Oh, God. Okay, Cal, shut up. You you I know. I mean, <laughs> you asked for this. I didn't bring I it on. Let me get a pen and paper. I forgot, about the, <laughs> I forgot about the golf cart. So the one I got, this was, was this before or after the golf cart? We'll talk about the golf cart. Was this a weed whacker or a chainsaw? No, no, no. It's stuff like that. So oh, anyways, those would have been dangerous. Yeah, a leaf blower. <laughs> well, this, this kind of all plays into the same thing. 
is where we grew up at in Troy, my grandparents, which is where mom grew up at, had about 12 acres there. I, yeah, Hibertag. probably, I and, don't and know. Whenever you were a kid, it was pasture. You guys had animals. We, we're, our house was, was the, the cow pasture. Right, and then, so behind grandma's house, which was basically in between where I grew up and grandma's house was a barn. And whenever grandma, whenever she was a kid, they had animals in it. Uh, my grandpa had a woodworking shop in it. They ran an oil well business out of there for a while. And then um, it, it just kind of became storage. But long story short, as a kid, uh, that's where mom and dad built a house in the pasture, the barns between me and my grandparents. And that was where I went to tinker. You know, there was all kinds of cool stuff down there. I probably spent more time in that barn than I did mm-hmm. in the house. Yeah, Grandpa taught you a lot. And uh, that's where uh, I got to kind of tinkering with, uh, you know, the, the little three and four and five horse brigs and this stuff. And there was this old golf cart in there. And there's a picture of this somewhere on the Internet somewhere. I've, I've never seen another one like it. But it the folded, old red one? Yeah, it folded up. It was like made to go in the trunk of a car. And it had a three and a half horse brigs. It a go-kart. Golf cart. No, it golf was cart. a golf cart. Frank so, got it from some. Where did you get Where'd your dad I get it I don't know, from? but I remember sitting down there forever, and it was just really cool. But it folded up, and it had a three-and-a-half horse Briggs on it. It fit in the trunk of a car, and then it folded out and had a bench seat on it, and then it had a lever. You push the lever forward and backwards to steer it. No kidding. Yeah, it was the coolest thing ever. I, actually, parts of it are still down there because I repurposed it. <laughs> you know, here I go repurposing it again. Uh, that old uh, – remember I tried to build a, a crane out of wood? Yes. Uh, so parts of it – I still got parts of it today. <laughs> But anyways, I, I, this thing sat over in a corner forever, and I was just fascinated with it. And I'm like, this would be so cool to get going. Um, spoiler alert, it never had brakes, but anyways. <laughs> yeah, that's when you ran over your brother. No, that was the other golf, go-kart I built out of wood. Out of a real nice oak I board. thought it was the red one no, you ran No, it was the real nice one. oak boards Dad had that he was so pissed that I saw it up in like a go-kart. Oh, that was, yeah. Yeah, Mom, you're getting you're getting. Okay, getting I know, there's just too many. Okay, I'm shutting up. So, so anyways, I, this thing had this little three-and-a-half-horse Briggs motor on it, and I'm, depend, I'm determined, I'm, pro- I'm probably no older than 10, but this thing has, hasn't ran in 20 years. It's a far cry from safe, mm-hmm. but I'm going to get this thing going, and we're going to figure it out. And somehow... Dumb luck, miracle, I don't know what. I go flying through the front yard on this thing, and Mom comes out screaming. <laughs> she is not happy. <laughs> it's smoking. There's crap flying off of it. I can't stop. It don't turn. It only went left. It didn't turn right. And there was it was a danger NASCAR. trap, that's for sure. So then I got to tinker. I'm like, well, these little engines are way cooler than these RC cars. You know, you can do so much more with them. The, the, the things you can build is just through the roof. So somehow I stumbled upon, this is the story I'm trying to get to. I stu- <laughs> we got sidetracked. I'm okay. stumbled upon this little 1919 Briggs and Stratton washing machine motor. And I had this, this thing I was going to, I was going to, uh, you know where I'm going with this yet? No. So uh, do I, I know this one? Oh, you know this story. It'll come to you here in a minute. So I was going to try to restore it, get it working, and fix it up, and make it like a little showpiece. I thought it'd be cool to have a little showpiece. Right. Well, I had, an, I had an 8 o'clock curfew. I could only stay in the barn until 8 o'clock. Well, I still had two, three good hours in me. I heard this story. So <laughs> I boxed this thing up and hide it in my closet. So after Mom puts me to bed, I go in there and start working on it. Well, I should have drained the gas out of it. <laughs> you remember it now? No. No? You don't remember this? So anyways, I come home from school. Was this when you were downstairs or upstairs? No, I was upstairs in Andy's old room. So I come home one day, and she is absolutely livid because she found this engine in my closet, and there's gas spilled all over the carpet. God, Michael, maybe I forget some things on purpose. I was say, there might be some stories you try to forget. Yeah, no kidding. Gas on a carpet might be one of them because somebody could light know. a match. Is that I when I still smoked and so I could burn the house down? <laughs> I don't remember if you did or not. but uh, No, I think that you were older then. I didn't. But Yeah, the uh, I can't believe you don't remember that. She was. That's probably like the maddest I remember her being is I had this engine in my closet. I can't believe you're trying to get her to remember it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Why do you want that memory to come back up? So I go from there. And uh, so after I got this old golf cart going, I'm like, what's the next best thing? It's a go-kart, right? Oh, yeah. And nothing against my parents, but they weren't going to buy me a go-kart. It just wasn't going to happen. I wonder why. <laughs> so I, I wonder why. So, <clears throat> so it was very simple. Uh, the solution to this was very simple. If I wanted a go-kart... I'm going to have to build me a go-kart. Okay. <laughs> you know, easy as that. So. I do remember this story because <laughs> your dad was so damn mad at you. So, uh, dad, we have uh, on the Simon farm, he had, they had some lumber cut or something. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, they had these oak, <coughs> which real was nice, the best wood at that point in yeah, time. Yeah, back in the, in the day. This, yeah, so they had these real nice oak boards. They were probably 12 inches wide, probably two inches thick, and 12 feet long. Beautiful oak boards. And we got did, pictures of this thing. This did thing you at least measure twice and cut once. Uh, no, it no, it wasn't precise. Let me tell you, it was I'm pretty rough. You guys, if you ever seen pictures of this go kart, this thing was an engineering beauty. Oh yes. <laughs> you have to. I don't know how. It was <clears throat> it was unique, Michael. Let's just say that. I rode the crap out of this thing. So let me describe this. Let me describe this go kart. Ferrari stole the patent. But hold on, it was so heavy because of all the oak wood, it wouldn't hardly get you around because you just. Well, I had solutions for this. Yes, then we had had to keep upping. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So you were allowed to keep it. Well, who wanted it? (laughs) But Michael. Oh, I was the the talk of the town. I mean, everybody was jealous of this thing. I'm sure you were the talk of the town more than once. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways. (laughs) We don't know if it was jealousy or not. First off, to show you how much I love my brother, I made sure it was a two-seater so he could ride with me and share in the danger. I didn't want to leave him out. Now, you're the middle brother, right? No. I'm the eldest. Oldest. Yeah. Greg was smart enough not well, to ride with him. Was Andy smart. was too young to know the difference. He just thought Michael was cool, so he's like, yeah, I'll go. So let me paint this picture for you. So I got two boards laying flat. This thing was probably 10 feet long. Okay. <laughs> so you made a, a limousine go yeah. Do you still have we, I'm we sure still, we, we still got. Actually, I think there's a picture of it hanging on the wall in the house. Um, so I took the front axle out of an old Gibson lawnmower, I believe, and the steering column off of it and screwed it down to the deck. I built a seat out of wood. Now, here's where the beauty comes in. Listen to this. Doesn't it sound a, beautiful? I found, a four speed, I found a four-speed transmission out of a Murray lawnmower. Oh, God. <laughs> so I had the engine and the transmission, like, mounted across the back. Yeah. And then I could reach around back, and I had a hand clutch. I kick that sucker in gear, just a friction hand clutch. See? <laughs> This isn't dangerous at all. Yeah, so See, could, I don't know anything so about that stuff. I just know that they shouldn't have been on you it. You could reach back there and grab a, grab a gear, too. I started off with a hand throttle, but I did get upgraded to a foot throttle. But I had reverse. So all the kids around town are like, oh, race you. I'm like, fine, let's go backwards. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it rode like a dream because then boards were so stretched out, and you were sitting right in the middle. It almost had, like, shock absorbers in it. It was as rough as hell. How but, could you say that? But there was one downfall. It had no brakes. And uh, me and Andy jumped a ditch one time, and somehow he fell out, and I ran over him. <laughs> yes. He so, was probably only four. So mom's like, mom's livid. She's like, you got to put seatbelts on that thing. Rah, rah, rah. I'm like, all right, fine. I'll find a solution. I'll put seatbelts on it. So I cut two slits in the back of the seat, and I went upstairs and got dad's leather belt. I didn't know it was his sentimental favorite leather belt that I was using for seatbelts. Oh, Lord. That, <laughs> I put yeah. seatbelts on it, so... Me and Andy, we drove that thing around for probably two or three summers until it finally... Actually, if I remember right, Grandpa was so impressed with this thing, he actually bought me a brand-new five-horse Biggs and Strap motor to put on it. Did he really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember that either. I do have selective memory, don't I? Probably for the better. I remember when I got pissed. I remember when your dad got pissed, and he was pissed over the wood. But but the but the I know they were pissed, but they were so impressed they couldn't be mad. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. Because it was pretty much a. And I knew how big a trouble I was in if this did not work out. Like my only hope is this thing roll, or he's going to end up with ten foot boards instead of twelve, and I don't know what happened. Now the question is, did you learn a lesson of how they acted for when Gunner starts doing this? I forget all that. Yeah, there you go. Paybacks are hell. So yeah, it. Uh, that thing, man. Um, I still got bits and pieces of it, but um, eventually I end up. Well, you probably upgraded to something else, and that's you probably outgrew yeah, that. Up, that's the way that. it always goes. I ended up, up. Well, then I learned how to weld. Um, and then metal became a thing. Well, my dad wouldn't. Uh, my dad wouldn't teach me how to weld, so I just started. I don't even know if Dad knew how to weld. <clears throat> he knew how to weld enough to show me how the basics of it. So, oh, you know, I'm pretty savvy. So I was like begging Dad forever to teach me how to weld, and I wasn't ready, and it There's was too dangerous. A very good <laughs> and uh, all this stuff. Well, come to find out. Our neighbor is a retired bullet maker. Yeah. So I made friends with him, Mr. Olivia. <laughs> so That's right. I, uh, and I'm he like, knew how to weld. He knew how to weld. And I'm like, well, hell with Dad. This guy, he's better yet. So I 
rope the neighbor into teaching me how to weld. Then once, now at dad's defense, once I like, he knew there was no not teaching me how to weld, he did jump in and teach me a few things about weld, mostly like not kill yourself stuff. But honestly, fortunately, I was pretty lucky to have Mr. Olivia because he was way better at it anyways. You know, dad. dad, He knew the fine tuning. Yeah, dad knew farm welding. This guy was a a welder by trade. So then I built my first go-kart out of steel, and unfortunately I had to rub a lot of parts off the wooden one to make the steel one work. But it was cool. I took a drive shaft out of an old truck, and that was my front axle, and I welded um, spindles to the U-joints. Okay. And that's what I used to turn the front, and then I had a rack and pinion steering on it. You should have been an engineer. <laughs> and uh, I had to go to an eight-horse motor on that one because it was ridiculously heavy. I, I have a tendency Heavier to Heavier than the oak woodwood? Yeah, it was, actually. <laughs> That's one thing your dad always used to make fun of. He's like, he didn't realize using that oak wood, how heavy it was. You don't realize it was the only option I had. Yeah, we did. <laughs> I mean, that was... Yeah, we did. That's why you're still here. Yeah. That, that yeah. Was, uh, but that one, that was a huge upgrade on that go-kart. It's the first go-kart I ever had with brakes. Oh. Yeah. Look at you I made some on. little paddles that went down on the back wheels, you know. and They worked until you hit the first puddle. Well, no, they worked. Yeah, exactly. They worked really good until they got wet. And then, yeah, you're on your own from there. But uh, I was dead against, against centrifugal clutches, so this one still had a foot pedal on it, too. Mm-hmm. But it was spring. You'd let off the clutch, and the spring would pull the belt tight, and you'd take off. Nice. And uh, you could do a lot of cool stuff with a direct drive go-kart that, mm-hmm. you know, your buddies couldn't do with the other ones. But, All foreign to me. I have no idea. I was, I mean, this is well before I ever had my driver's license, so I was probably 11 or 12 at the oldest. Uh, yeah, well, that barn was your entertainment. Yeah. I mean, that's what you did. I, I couldn't tell you how many things I caught on fire down there and blew up and near misses. And Could you tell us how many things he caught on fire? <laughs> no, I probably don't know how many things he caught on fire. Uh, you're exactly right. You're, yeah, think if, about all the awesome lessons I learned down there. Yeah, did I still you get to that, tell me about st- the lawnmower. Tell me about what? The lawnmower. Oh, no, I just had a John Deere lawnmower. I love John Deere lawnmowers. That's what I used to cut the grass, and it sat there in the barn. And we needed a log splitter, so let's take out the motor of that, and let's build us a log splitter. And that's what we did. Until, uh, yeah. Now, was the log splitter worth it in comparison to the lawnmower? Let me add into this factor that this lawnmower was a John Deere 110. And if anybody knows anything about John Deere, this is like maybe a 500-hour lawnmower at the most. This thing had 1,300 hours on it. But it okay. was my lawnmower. She had got I her liked it. full use out of it times three, and it was in storage <laughs> because it was a dinosaur. But it was still my lawnmower. <laughs> And it was your log splitter. I just reshaped it. But I couldn't reuse the log splitter. I didn't even do that. Now, in my defense, Dad told me to do that. (laughs) Oh, yeah, blame it on the dead guy. (laughs) He's not even here to take up for himself. We were cutting firewood, and he said, remember, we used to always uh, borrow, um, oh, what's Lynn's ex-husband? Um. Jim's? Jim. We used to, well, I'm pretty sure it was Jim's log splitter we used to always borrow when we cut firewood. We got some farm, cut firewood, and he'd bring that log splitter down and we'd use it. it. So you're saying your dad gave you permission? Yes. Really? Yes. Oh. Take it up with him. Mm. Jim Holland. That was his name. Yeah, I know. Or Jim. Holler. Yeah. Holland. So we, we would go, we'd stockpile firewood at the house, and then dad would borrow this log splitter from a buddy, and we'd split it all. And I made a comment to Dad or something. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's the way that went down. Dad's not here to defend himself, obviously. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But he's like, we should build a log splitter. And I'm like, well, we can probably do it with parts out of that old lawnmower. And I don't know if he said yes or no, but he didn't. I don't, think he, I don't know if he said yes, but I'm pretty sure he didn't say no. So I took that as a yes. <laughs> hmm. So your memory's getting a little selective here, too. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah there you go. There you go. something that might run in the family. <laughs> But uh, good news, the log splitter was a success. It worked. Yeah. It worked good. And we did go through a lot of wood, but it was still my lawnmower. <laughs> what were you so damn attached to that lawnmower for? There's nothing special. Because you don't get when you buy these big items when you just are, you're young and you're starting out. That was a big item to buy, just like the Sesame Street was. You know, it wasn't like we were made of money. So... I like that. Those might have been sentimental to me, but those were my big first items. That was my first new lawnmower I ever had. I think, I don't know how we want to cover this, Mom, but I think it's something important to point out 
and I understand it a lot more now that I'm older than what I did whenever I was younger, but uh, your parents, my grandparents, by the time I come around, the time I can start remembering, Grandpa was a very successful businessman. Yes, but you would have never known that. You, no, no, no. I mean, he, he walked up to you, you, you had no idea. But the people in the know in the community knew that, you know, oh, I'm not going to say Grandpa was wealthy, but he was a successful businessman. He was very successful. Um, but he worked his butt off. He did. And, and we actually talked about that in the last podcast a little bit. Mm-hmm. But our immediate family pod of you, Dad, and, and my two brothers, we were by no means poor, but we were not in the same we weren't in the same tax brackets. <laughs> There's no way. Which I think goes back to your comment of buying an $1,100 lawnmower brand new in 1985 would be the equivalent of me buying a, a fifty or $60,000 Yeah, it was today. huge. It was big. It right. was, those are, those are purchase items that you only hope to, you know, like. You save up for it. Yeah, like our, you know, bedroom furniture. Now people just, you know, go anywhere and buy it. But that was where. Big items. That's why I still have it. Or you have it now. And I told Jenna, she, no, you have my bedroom furniture. We do? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> he doesn't even know what he's I got. I think that might got repurposed, Mother. <laughs> it, no. No, it did not. Jenna's, Jenna knows what to do with that. It comes right back to me if she doesn't want it anymore. <clears throat> uh, so, anyways, yeah, I, um, uh, yeah, I mean. Well, yeah, you're right. We, we had everything we needed we, but you know, you just, you build on it. We, but yeah, we were proud of our first purchases, those big purchases. Cause mm-hmm. you saved up for them. You know, the, you know, ironically, the first like big purchase I remember us getting as kids, it was like, Oh, we've, 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 we've made it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I can, what was that? I can run as the, you're going to laugh your butt off whenever I say what this is. Like we can, you know, we can compete with the, with the big dogs now. And it was the uh, second minivan we got. <laughs> the luxury one the that luxury we, one. That yeah, we, we got, got we got Chrysler. the LE minivan yeah because we got yeah. the LE grand minivan oh, like yeah. oh yeah we were traveling in style well it was the what did you call it it was a lemon it was put back in on the lemon thing yeah it was turned in on the lemon law so we were able to afford it <laughs> yeah but it really it wasn't a lemon it was just Right. The person that had it before was didn't the like. Lemon. Right. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, we, was that was huge. We kept that thing forever. It that was, thing was like I don't know. It was I think it was a '96 or '97 model. We probably got it in. Oh, no, it was. Probably, it was. It was. They turned it in like with. It was still pretty new. Yeah, like it had less than twenty thousand miles on it, and it had all the bells and whistles, all the new stuff. Yeah. Uh, what was it? It was a it Chrysler was, Grand Caravan LE. My mom had a 99 it was Chrysler the, Grand Voyager, I think. Yeah, the Voyager was the Plymouth model of it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. But it was, the, yeah. you know, the first one was real boxy, and the second one kind of had the curved front end. Yeah, and actually yep, looked, that's what we had. Yeah, yeah. 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 Nice. It was really yeah. nice. Now, did you have the push-button open-door thing? No, that one didn't have that. Yeah, ours didn't either. But I <laughs> oh, oh, you mean there. like the combination on the outside? No, there was a button inside the car. It'd be like Jenna's uh, van. Yeah. Yeah. You hit the button and the back doors open. Oh, no, no, no. That was way before you had to go do it manually. Yeah, see, that cars were manual, and we only had one. This, yeah. This was still before that they had yep. doors open. Yeah, this was, this was this one only had the one, too. Right, it had right. The, it had the rear AC control. I can yeah, control my yeah. own AC. And I do remember being excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we used to take the middle bench out when we traveled, and yep. you guys would just sleep there. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> That's that was right. before well we had still had the whole bent back bench so they could buckle up when we were in town but. yeah and then when we got on the highway we used to travel down to florida to, to see my grandparents yeah that's where we'd go was on spring break yeah remember that one time we left in the middle yeah of troy and andy fell asleep and didn't wake up till we got to florida <laughs> i mean because we would travel at night because yeah, the, the right. boys drove us nuts all right, so so growing up, <clears throat> growing up as kids, I've I've talked about this sometimes. Everybody always asks how come I'm self-employed, and one of the reasons I give is is basically on mom's side of the family, everybody's self-employed. Pretty much, I think we like to be our own bosses. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> I, to give examples, uh, mom growing up was a hairdresser. Yeah, um, had her own beauty salon. Uh, my grandpa had a successful insurance business. Uh, my uncle Rick, your brother, worked for Grandpa and now has taken over the insurance business. Mm-hmm. Mostly, I think. And, well, do we really know what Rick does? <laughs> Rick's actually getting ready to retire. He has somebody, um, yeah, okay. part of his business. Um, so, uh, you know, the, 
Rick and Grandpa were in the insurance business. Mom's got a sister, Lisa, and her and her husband were in uh, real estate development, I guess is the simplest mm-hmm. way to put that. <clears throat> so, uh, and then Dad worked, Dad was an equipment operator. Mm-hmm. He worked in the, uh, pretty much. Mostly the, coal mines. Mostly coal mines his whole life. And uh, you can tell these stories better than me, but uh, whenever Dad was working in the coal mines in the late 80s, early 90s, that wasn't a real glamorous job or an easy job to get. Oh, it was feast or famine. You either worked your butt off and you were working six, seven days a week, or you were laid off. I mean, that's just the way it went back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. But you could go get a job. That was when they were smaller coal mines. Now they're all huge. But he, there was a group of people, mostly from out here in Derby and and Leopold, you know, Gilliams. And whenever he would leave one job, he'd just take his whole crew and he'd go to another job. And so, what was it, that one year? I think he had six different places he worked for in one year. Same people, but different companies, Right. you know, so. Yeah, these these mines, they would would pop up and they would either Mm -hmm. run out of mineral rights or they'd run out of permitting or they'd run out of coal. Mm-hmm. So they'd go in and, and just go like heck until the timer ran out. And then, like, that whole group would travel to – and a lot of times they'd travel. Like, it'd be the same group of people, but maybe a totally different company. Right. Yeah, and they'd do the same thing there. And mm-hmm. You know, I guess um, towards the end there, that was the longest dad ever stayed in one spot, wasn't it? He worked for Castle. It was. It was. Longest time we ever had the same job and from the same was, paycheck. Uh, was he there six, seven Six years. years. Six years. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I remember some of that growing up that – Mostly it was his schedule, because we used to do a lot of camping. Well, when he worked for Kester, he it was all nights. Right. So he would come home. You I guys would go to school. Question, but, but did he never have the opportunity to get on days after being there for six years? Or did he not want to? No, he didn't have the opportunity. Really? It was a, That was one of the bigger companies he ever worked for. Right. So, um, yeah, we had insurance and 401K. It was exciting. <laughs> we didn't have that for many other jobs, you know. But, right. um no, I don't think he ever had the opportunity. He would have taken it if he did, but no. Not so, that. yeah, that was what I still have the notebooks because we used to communicate with notes. You know, mm-hmm. like we'd write Frank something like, don't forget to do this or this or this. And then he'd write back right. all on the same page. So I still got some of those notebooks. I, you know, I remember dad job hopping. I remember him working for Tony Lanham and, and Jack Hessling and uh, Bud Bruce. Well, he was a great heavy equipment operator i mean everybody but the jobs were just that was way back this goes way back when when they were trying to get rid of coal you know Mm -hmm. 20 years ago and so everything would be clean air and then the coal mines would be done and then somebody else get in office and we're back on again which is crazy here we are yeah 30 years it's the same thing going on right and so those poor people are out of jobs again now yeah you know, so. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Oh, it's, yeah, exactly. History repeating itself. Uh, all right, so uh, we've, we've covered all this, and I still haven't made it to high school yet. 
Oh, God. <laughs> Are we going to get to the truck? Because I want to hear her side of the truck. So which truck's this one? The one that you fixed up and she wouldn't let you drive. Oh, the old brown truck? Old brown? Remember the old brown oh, truck? Oh, who could forget old brown? Yeah. Everybody drove old brown. The uh, I was telling the story on the last podcast that uh, one of the best lessons that I was pissed at about at the time, but how I spent all that time fixing that truck up and... I was going to start driving it to school. I got my driver's license. I went out to get in the truck, and I was like, you're riding the bus. That ain't your truck. And that's when I had to get a job, and I had bought that damn white truck. Remember that? Yep, I do. And then you know what really peeved me off about that whole deal? His dad started driving the brown truck, and he wrecked the damn thing. Remember how he caved the old passenger door in? Yeah, but and who cared? Dra- it was old brown. Oh, no, it I wasn't mean. old brown. I put my heart and soul into that truck to fix it up. Do you remember when he sold it and then we saw it because we thought it just died somewhere? Yeah, so dad wrecks it. I mean, this thing wasn't in great shape to start with. Oh, no, right? it was just this old, stupid <clears throat> truck. I had a lot of passion for this truck. I'm going to have another one of these days. <clears throat> so I get it fixed up to where it's road, roadworthy and it's a pretty clean, straight truck to be an old old truck. Dad goes to haul a four-wheeler to the farm, runs the four-wheeler in the back, knocks the back window out of it, and then he pulls up and hits the fence post and caves the passenger door, and he's like, it's junk selling. I'm like, no! <laughs> they make parts for this. So he's like, it's scrap. So then, like, he sells it, and it was probably two or three years later, we see this damn thing in a gas station, and the guy's still driving it. I was livid. That was pretty funny. No, it was not funny. I was pissed. No, we thought it was in some little junkyard somewhere, and it was still going. So there's more to this story. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's more to this story, and she knows what it is, whether she wants to admit it or that not. That could be selective memory coming on again. Yeah. I don't know. So, uh, of course, I ended up getting a job, and I started saving money, and actually, Dad found that white truck for me. It was a guy he worked with at one of the coal mines, had this truck, and it was actually a pretty good truck. Mm-hmm. So It was a nice-looking truck. After all this, guess what they decided to give me for Christmas the next year? The brown truck? Oh, piece of shit. Dodge truck in the backyard didn't run. That little white one that Dad used to drive back and forth to work. That Datsun. Yes, it was. Which was or the Nissan? It was a Nissan. No, it was a white Dodge Datsun, and it was the one. It used to be an old oil truck too. And the oil was closed down. Dad took his truck and started driving it back and forth to work. Well, I couldn't figure out why it's parked in the backyard. Well, come to find out, it's flat ass wore out. (laughs) But we figured you could fix it like you did everything else. (laughs) Probably. It used more damn oil than it did gas. Did you repurpose it? I think I did get it running and maybe drove it to school a few times, but uh, I, I once oh, I, I do kind of remember. Oh that yes, thing. we do kind of remember this thing now. But I don't remember. Remember it had the uh, pipe rack on it. It had the steel um, uh, ball bearings loaded on top. Did of it have it. some green on it? No, no it, was it was white just with white. a strap. It looked a lot like that Nissan truck. I yeah, had. yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, it was my Christmas present one year. Once I about three trips to town, I got rid of all the mosquitoes in three counties, and we decided we probably just need to get rid of it. Oh, you had it. There was a lot of, yeah, a lot of vehicles going through that yard. But they were all good learning experiences. So. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, my first official vehicle I owned uh, was the, uh, it was a 91 three-quarter ton Chevy truck. That. The white one. Yeah, yeah. The one you had in high school. Yep. So, all right, all this, what we've been talking for half an hour and we're just out yeah. of high school. Wow. How far we got to go? Uh, well, we got to get the present <laughs> day at some point. <laughs> well, you better speed it up. I so got to get now, the uh, store. Now, I'm going I'm, I'm to toot my own horn here for a little bit. Really? Yeah. You toot your own horn? That yeah. would surprise me. Usually when I start lowering his Yeah, yeah. He's so modest. Remember when I come to high school, I was an exceptionally good kid. You really were. Say that, most, in, the, say that in the microphone. Most of so the time, he was can not a... Jason? Can you hear her, Jason? Can you hear You were not a partier. You were not any of that. You were always down at the barn, just a dirty kid. That's what you were. Coming home oily or muddy or gassy. <laughs> I meant gasoline smell. Probably gassy, too. Yeah. Times, yeah. Yeah. So by the time I got to high school, I, uh, well, I was working like three jobs. Do you know what I remember about, well, I should, probably shouldn't say that. No, go ahead. Well, because you, you, you never did give a poo about school. I mean, the mechanical thing and the, what's the, what was the class you took? Building trades. Building trades. So, needless to say, you were never on the honor row. He just got by. He was good. He didn't, that's not was his passion. So when the school, remember when the school called me? And asked me to come to the Honor Society uh, banquet. 
God. She thought they had their own name. And I did. I said, so, I said, for who? And they're like, for Michael. And I'm like, Michael Simon, my Michael Simon. You know, I'm like, so he's really not honor roll material here. I don't know what you're thinking about. Like she's trying to talk him out of it, like trying to convince him they well, made a mistake. I was just wanted to, I didn't want to go and be embarrassed. Like, what the hell are y'all oh, doing no here? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know they gave out awards for that. So anyway, I've got a picture with his name on the marquee that we you were. We found that the other day. Yeah. So uh, we were in the right place, just didn't understand it at the time. <laughs> All right. I'm done. So, I mean, this kind of plays into where I'm going here a little bit, but, uh, I mean, everybody knows that uh, English and spelling was never my thing. Correct. Still isn't. <laughs> Still, isn't. <laughs> Still isn't. Hey, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm good with it now. It's whatever. Take it or leave it. Thank God I probably for autocorrect for you. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Well, they need to work on autocorrect because they don't always auto get it right. Well. <laughs> but, uh. I got I I I made it through I made it through high school. And you only did got, good. You only did fine. One, only got one D. A lot of B's and C's, but only got one. Yeah, D. I mean, I it, and you didn't even apply yourself in those areas. No, I had zero. I uh, mean, I had zero interest in that school. That principal, you just needed to get by. English. That principal pissed me off. I had no reason to be there. Uh, like I said, you just you you excelled where you needed to excel. But uh, so we we talked about this a lot in the podcast about how whenever I was graduating from high school, there was a big big push to go to college. Well, that yeah, that I just think it's now starting to turn the tide to do stuff what you did because we need yeah. these kind of workers. So why in the hell did you make me go to college? I didn't make you go. You went to Diesel Mechanic College. Don't you use yeah, that Yeah, but right I wanted now? to go straight to work, and you wouldn't let me. Well, because I was just a horrible mom. No, you're sidestepping <laughs> the question. Yeah. Which is where you get the talent to questions. <laughs> no, you, it served your purpose. You did it. I didn't make you go. Well, let me rephrase this. You maybe didn't make me go. I encourage you. But you, you to didn't go. you didn't leave a whole lot of other options on the table. Maybe maybe <laughs> maybe I just wanted you out of the house for a while, you know? Now why would you ever want that? I know. Maybe I just thought a clean house for a while, but it really didn't work that way. You just went up there, did your stuff, and brought there. all your crap back no, home. I, actually, what happened is I went to college, I made friends, and then I brought them back. <laughs> well, that's true. She wanted you gone because you were gassing. You, you never knew who was going to be sleeping down in the basement. <laughs> uh, so anyways, uh, you know, growing, going through high school, I didn't really, like, get into, I didn't really have time to, like, get into building hot rods or racing go-karts or i was still tinkling tinkering on some mechanical stuff building some things here and there but you just like the building aspect of it yeah i always enjoyed stuff together it wasn't out going out and racing or whatever you know uh, two-thirds of the fun for me is and even to this day on this truck it's not the finished product it's the challenge of making it all work yeah you know i don't have an engineering degree nor do i ever want an engineering degree but um you basically are an engineer just without the degree yeah well, a true engineer would argue you to your death on that because if you don't have a degree, you're not an engineer. Well, they don't know who they're messing with. But you know the crazy part is <laughs> they have no idea how many things I have fixed for engineers, and that's on the big big corporate world scale of stuff. You know right. what I mean? It's It goes back to experience and knowledge and mm-hmm. gain that however you want. You know what I mean? So, uh, But um, I, I will open this door for you, and you can choose to go down it or not. Okay. And then we're going to go on to something else. Okay. So I had a few girlfriends in high school. You liked them all, didn't you? For the most part. <laughs> There's only one. I, yeah, you go on down. Go. What? I don't, I'm not going to probably say some of that stuff. I loved your first one. Jennifer was, I felt when you guys broke up, she broke up with me too. It was awful. <laughs> It was the first girl I had around. It was awesome having three boys, you know, then finally getting a girl. We used to go line dancing together. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> I mean, she was my friend. I really loved her. Yeah. But, no. Unfortunately, Jennifer's no longer with us either. She also got killed in the accident. She, yeah, died right after. 
Right after dad. Dad, yeah. Yeah, right after dad. That's a whole other story. Yeah, yeah, we won't go down that road. But. So, um, so after Jennifer, there was uh, Jennifer was that was my first serious relationship. We dated yes. for almost oh, two years. Yeah, you guys were together for a while. Yeah, about a year and a half. We got we got together between my sophomore and junior year, and we broke up uh, between our junior and senior year. So I guess about a year, maybe a little more. Yeah. Somewhere. And and I'm still friends with her family today. Oh, yeah. Sweet people. Uh, Yeah. Good good people. So then there was a few other ones in between there. The rebound girl. (laughs) That's what I like to call her. Sounds like a favorite. (laughs) No, she was no favorite. Just tolerated and just kept hoping that was going to pass pretty quick. (laughs) Uh, What about the second rebound one? We talked about the Kentucky girl? No, the one after that. Oh, the one that played the piano? No, not that one either. Oh, God. Uh, the one that's also here from Derby. Amber. Oh, God. <laughs> Forgot all about her. She must not have been that bad then, right? No, she wasn't. She was sweet. She was sweet. I forgot about her. Yeah. That's when we were putting our roof on. I knew you guys were... She was working with Bernie. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's not how I met her, though. No, it's how I met her. Oh. <laughs> I don't know how you met her, but... Well, you probably met her because you were with Bernie, too. No, actually, I met her at the Bowen Alley. Oh, okay. The okay. Uh, no, she was sweet. I liked her. So, this is where I'm going with all this. It's a, it's a loaded loaded street we're going down. Mm-hmm. We usually do. Um, so, um, first impressions of Jenna. Oh, I love Jenna. No, no, Mom. Jenna's not going to listen to this podcast, and she'll never know what you're going to well, say. Well, she might, because Jenna listens to the podcast. Shut up, Jason. I'm trying to get the good stuff here. No, I I didn't have a problem with Jenna. I met her over at camp and on the boat. You remember the first time you met her? Because I don't. I think I met her before you two started dating, because that's when I was running with Phyllis on the boat, mm, and she was probably out there with Ryan and Katie. Wasn't there a picture shown of you? Yeah, so the, 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 I think Jenna told this story on, yeah. on her podcast, but uh, Phyllis, Mom's friends, uh-huh. this, this shows you how pitiful my love life was back then, Mom's friends was trying to set me up. Yeah, that's the story I was thinking Mostly about. because they knew I was a good catch, but that's a whole other story. Okay. I heard the story a little differently, but... <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not going to comment. Anyways, <laughs> Mom had this picture of me hanging on her little beauty station down there, and Phyllis is like, here he is, look at him. And Jenna remembers seeing that picture and thinking, there ain't no way in hell I'm going to date that guy. <laughs> That could have been Jenna's opinion. I don't know. I just remember us See, being over at camp. Thanks and to you, you about ruined it before it ever got started. Because I had your picture? Because you had my picture. Not my best picture, apparently. Well, <laughs> I don't think Jenna liked the way you did your hair. And I, well, Who's my hairdresser, mother? No, no. Who was my hairdresser, mother? I cut your who hair. Who was my hairdresser, you mother? You style your hair. No, That's what who was she my hairdresser, like. mother? That's not how I style it. That's how you styled it. Are you, are you, you still, still take appointments? Because I didn't hear <laughs> I used to always threaten to get a shirt that says my mother does my hair. Then I realized that was probably not in my best interest. No. That is when I always said I was going to do that. Michael always cut his hair right before picture time. You know, yeah. the, right before the school picture. So he'd always have this big chunk out of his head. Now, And I, I always do. said, I'm going to get a t-shirt that says... I do my own hair, not my mom, because it would be like, they're thinking, does she cut like that? Now, I remember one very detailed, horrifying incident from my childhood. When you cut your bangs off? No. <laughs> oh, hold on, detail. No, 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 hold on. This that was right before school pictures. Is whenever mom decided, she was, mom was a, a hairdresser, not a barber, mm-hmm. and she got some clippers, and she was decided she was going to do a flat top. And I could I, never do a flat top. Well, that was quite apparent from my experience. You didn't have the right kind of hair fart anyway. <laughs> no. So this is my flat top experience. I know people are listening to this, but imagine the top of my head is not round. So it was flat with a little bald spot right there on the knot. <laughs> I don't remember that. I do. I, that's when I started wearing hats and haven't quit since. Why do you think I experimented on my own children first before I tried it on oh, a paying customer? Boy. I always say you get what you pay for. Did you pay me for that? I have never paid for a haircut okay. in my life, so I'll give you credit for that. I'll give you credit on that. There you go. Have you ever apologized to Jenna for... <laughs> she actually <laughs> does that? quite a bit. For that? Yes. And yeah, I tell him it's all hers now, not mine. 
Same thing I tell Deanna because she does his books. It's like it's all yours now, not mine. Jenna still gets really mad at me. She's like, I can't believe your mother raised you like that. Your mother didn't raise you like that. I'm like, yeah, I blame it on her. I like where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not my fault, Jenna. It's my upbringing. You're right. Go, go get her. Attack. <laughs> Michael Joseph. <laughs> We're never going to make it to the present day. We're, we're working on it. So anyways, I, I bring Jenna around, and you're not a big fan of her in the beginning. I don't know why you say that. I'm trying to stir shit. I know it's I was going to say, I, I liked Jenna from the get-go. <laughs> you sure? Michael, what? you are trying to stir shit, but yeah. I like Jenna, and she knows it, and you know it. I know. Well, well, this is why I'm mad about this. I'm pretty sure she likes her better than me. Most of the time, I do. Like Most people do. If she could yeah. choose which one was her blood relative, it'd be her over me. No, Jenna's just nicer to me most of the time. So, I am going to go down this road, and uh, you're not going to like it, but you're going to go down it with me. Well, see, I can always have Jason click me off. No, that's not an option. Keep it's, that, it's much easier. To keep that off. thing around. So <laughs> whenever I first started dating Jenna, um, it was, it was um, I don't know if awkward's the word. You know where I'm going with this, don't you? I don't know. So before my mother married my dad, she was engaged briefly to another gentleman. Oh, God. Do we have to go back that far? <laughs> so... Which just so happens to be Jenna's uncle. I wasn't engaged. I said no. <laughs> <sighs> so, even though I didn't know Jenna and her family very well, my mother did. Yeah, I did. I ran around with Jenna's mom. We used to, yep. I had a lot of memories there. So, uh, I don't know. It was just kind of... I wouldn't say it was weird, but whenever I first started doing it. It was weird for me. I know it was weird for her, too, because she didn't come around a whole lot. Well, I d had no clue. Yeah, anyway. whenever Jenna's yeah. uncle, whenever I first started building this house, he was actually laid off. And, yeah, uh, and he was out here. And he was out here all the time. Like, he was a huge help in getting this house built. He helped me lay block. He helped me pour concrete. He did a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And uh, my mom just kind of kept her distance a little bit. But nowadays, it's... Oh, it's, it's fine. Yeah, it was it's, It was just that I hadn't seen him in years and just right. kind of weird that he's with... My son. And my my grandparents, her parents, made it very clear growing up that they did not like this guy. <laughs> I don't think that's a big secret, is it? No. So my perception of Dale, I'm gonna say his name. My perception of Dale is is he's this crazy wild ass monster. You know, right. I've only heard stories over the years of bits and pieces. So then I meet Dale, and I'm like, well, hell, he's a lot. Of, he's a lot of good help. <laughs> you know? He. It was just that I had. Uh, yeah, I just wasn't allowed to do a lot of things that he did. Of course, I like to be a little rebellious, and my mom said, you better never go out with him again. And So she did. I yeah. came home with his ring that first night, you know? It was just kind of like, <laughs> take that. <laughs> so, I have anyway. I where I get it from. Uh, yeah. yeah. So my point of this whole conversation is, is I never did anything like that. No, no. You were a good kid on that area. In that area, uh, I didn't yes. have to worry about that. That was that was nice, you know. After this, am I still welcome at the market? <laughs> yes, okay. as long as you. Yes, yes. All right, so, we'll so kinda, far, I'm innocent. So far, I'm a victim. I swear. We'll, we'll wrap the very end of this all up into one little one little ball here. But I think you would agree that my goal, my whole entire life, was to probably be self-employed and independent. Yeah. I mean, that was never uh, really well, a Well, I think you, you work for a couple people, but you also realize it's much nicer to be your own boss and be in control. We're kind of we're control freaks, I think. Are we control freaks or are we just goal-driven? And we know what we want and we go for it. Well, probably both a little bit. There's something to say if you make your own mistakes, it's your, it's on you. Right, right. You know, you can't blame it on somebody else. The only thing I would say I'm a control freak about is controlling my own destiny and my quality of life. Right. Like, if I was, like, I have no issue, like, delegating stuff out and, and pushing responsibility off on people and stuff like that. I don't have to have, I don't micromanage. But at the end of the day, I like to have the, the control of the direction of my ship sailing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, until the store, I've only, only worked for myself. I never had to worry about anybody else or 
well, bossing I mean, you, any other people, you, you own, know. You own the store, so I mean. I know, but this is the first time I've ever had to delegate jobs, right. and that Whenever was harder. you were self-employed, you were a one-person shop. That's it, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't have to answer to anybody. If I wanted to take off, I just marked out that so day. So whenever I uh, made the leap, and I've never asked mom this, so I really don't know the question or the answer. So whenever I made the leap to uh, become self-employed, were, were you worried I was going to fail? Or? Oh, no. No. You were young enough to fail and make it again. <laughs> if that was the case. Yeah. I mean, was it like you were still? So she wasn't, she wasn't worried I wasn't going to fail. She just figured if I failed, I had time to fail again. I, well, no. I she had faith that you would right. figure it out. Exactly. If that wasn't the path, then you're going to find another. Because you're not on the same path you were then. No, yes and no. I mean. Well, you were more into the construction, and now you're more yeah, into the dirt work. But so. I'm still in business for myself. Correct. But you're, you're probably doing more your passion now than that was your passion. Yes. Yeah, you know, and I think that's the best part is that you, you are doing something you love. Not everybody can do that. Definitely went down that road. So, unfortunately, and I, and I don't want to get into this, Mom. We can maybe hit on this at another time. But, unfortunately, after I graduated high school and college, uh, Dad got killed in an accident. Mm -hmm. The and, world uh, changed. Yeah, a lot of things changed uh, really quickly around that time because it, for me you know uh, dad got killed I had just started a new job I was uh, I hadn't I hadn't met Jenny yet but I was I was in the process of clearing this property and uh, mm -hmm. or shortly after that I was in the process of clearing this property and, and moving out and, and all that stuff but uh, um, so we're going to skip over that section of it but fast forward to like let's let's fast forward to today now where we're at so we talked about growing up in Troy on Grandma's property. Mm -hmm. um, was it 10, 12 years after Dad got killed? You, I guess it was longer than that. You, you eventually end up selling the house we grew up in. Um, yeah, it was probably probably more like 12. 12 years, uh, which that was a big step for you. Oh, huge step. Um, uh, and, huge step. Um, Circle all the back, all the way back around. You moved to Nashville for a while. Uh, you did remarry uh, Barry, which mm -hmm. we like and respect. Um, we remarried Barry. He had an opportunity in Nashville, but I'm fast forwarding farther to you ended up back here in Derby, where we're at. Which uh, was our goal, even when right, we lived right. in Troy. Yeah, we had this left, property. Whenever you left Troy, right. the ultimate goal was to get to Derby. Right. Now I, we talked. I have two siblings. Uh, my youngest brother lives, I actually built a house on the family farm. I got five acres from the family farm, built a house here. My youngest brother did the same. He lives right next door to me, mm -hmm. uh, five acres here on the family farm. And then my middle brother lives about 40 minutes from here. Mm -hmm. But um, So it made sense for you and Barry to move to Derby to be close to the well, maximum number of grandkids. You know, that's where I always wanted to be. That's where you and your, my, you know, Frank were going to move. This yeah. is, mm -hmm. that yeah, was... Because uh, so I've always wanted to be in Derby and just finally got here. <laughs> just took a long route. So the question I get the question I get asked a lot, and it's hard to explain, is um, what um, the property like? Do I, I get asked all the time? Do I own the Derby market? No. And the the answer is technically no. So whenever the Derby technically no. Well, whenever the Derby market first. <laughs> Well, no, we're going to explain this because people always have this question. So whenever the Derby market first come to be, I actually owned that property with my business partner, Josh, which we did a podcast with Josh. Mm -hmm. And Josh and I built the building. Correct. And then you and Barry signed a, <coughs> signed a, a lease, lease right. to run the building. So I guess technically I own the building and you own the business, you and Barry. Right. Um, now, since then, things have changed a little bit. Uh, Josh asked to be bought out, and basically Mom and Barry, in simple terms, bought Josh out of that mm -hmm. lease. So, so now we own the property, too. Yeah, so me, Mom, and Barry, or Barry, Mom, and I. And Jenna. Oh, yeah, and Jenna. Uh, we own the property together. Um, so it's a whole different separate business, LLC, but you guys own, we own the property together. You guys own and operate the business solely on your own. Correct. So, yeah, I have 
extended family interest in the business, but I don't, I don't I have nothing to do with day-to-day operations. I have nothing to do with... I don't think you and I could work together somewhere. No, we couldn't. There's, <laughs> there's no way. There's that controlling part would come into play. There's, uh, Barry has a hard time working with me now. <laughs> we're too much alike. Yes, we are. We're just... It's... Uh, I don't know. We're we're both hard headed. We're both stubborn. We both got our ways. And, well, and you just think it should go be, your way, and I think it should go mine. I can and, be dead ass wrong, and I know I'm dead ass wrong, but it's the principle of winning the argument. <laughs> and I will argue for weeks until she finally gives in. Then I'm like, all right, we'll do it your way. <laughs> you know, You've given up your secret. Huh? Oh, she's. <laughs> oh, I've known that yeah. for a long time. But she still plays the game. Maybe I'm playing the game. Oh, you're not that good. Hmm. Okay. Challenge accepted. <laughs> All right. So we're going to close on one last note. Then we're going to close on this note. We rolled in on an hour here, Jason. Yeah. So uh, recently, about two and a half years ago, I had this um, crazy idea. I was going to start a YouTube channel. Yeah, and I don't even. Yeah. So what was? Like, just tell me what was your initial thoughts or reactions to that. I, I didn't really have any because I really didn't know much about it. I still don't know much about it. No offense. It's but probably a good thing. I don't watch a lot of them because I don't really care about dirt work. That's, I don't watch it either. Okay. So. <laughs> she says that. But I see her pop up on live feeds. I do <laughs> just because I want to be supportive. I, I want to be supportive. So I'll just pop in there and just say, hey, I don't say anything. I just say hi. So you got to get a shameless plug, plug in for the derby market here. Obviously, YouTube's been somewhat successful for me. And the derby market's kind of become, uh, I'm obviously <laughs> synonymous with it, you know what yeah, I mean? The dirt perfect secondary world headquarters. <laughs> well, he does, he is one of our better customers, I have to say. Oh, yeah. So if anybody's ever in the derby area, uh, the chances of seeing me are probably not that great, but you guys do cover, you actually carry stuff from us and Logger Way down there at the store. Yeah, we do have a few items though down so, there. So, uh, yeah, swing, swing through the derby area and check out the derby market. It's easy to find right off Highway 70. And, uh, yeah, see all the cool memorabilia they got. They got you don't stock a whole lot, but you stock some. And uh, you guys, if I'm, if I'm around. I kind of know how to get more if I need it. Yeah. yeah. And if, if you guys know I'm around call and Jeff. working and somebody stops by, you call me. And, and I will swing by if I can, but I'm not going to make that promise. Cause I, no, when we have done that, if somebody comes in, you right. know. Yeah. Because um, I think it's kind of neat mm-hmm. that they've searched out Derby, searched out you, yeah, searched we, out the Derby market. Quite a few people that have come through which is which is flattering i guess to mm-hmm. to say the least so but uh but yeah so yeah and if, if somebody's just out for a sunday drive or, or passing through this area and, and wants to check it out they do well, you guys sell hats and t-shirts and we've got yeah i think from you and from longer way yeah i'm pretty sure and really good food yeah <laughs> yeah awesome food and awesome gourmet ice cream yeah, yeah. and uh, hopefully soon some outdoor seating yeah I've been checking out picnics tables already. Pic- I was trying to think with umbrellas, but it's the picnic tables with umbrellas. Got to have both so you can have the shade. Right. All right. Well, I think we'll wrap this up. I appreciate you taking it easy on me. Yeah. It See, went this better. Wasn't, this wasn't Well, you wouldn't you tell me what it was all about, so I had no clue what to do. You couldn't prepare. I could not prepare. I didn't, I didn't have any... Thing to go off I mean, of. Oh, just, to, to just to put it all <laughs> just to put it all in a nutshell, I was the best kid ever. You're lucky to have me as a son, and I love you too. That's it. That's pretty much it. Okay, but I'm not saying all that. <laughs> trust me, you know. Trust me, mother. Your other kids will never listen to this. Oh, it doesn't matter if they listen to it or not, Michael. I'm not going to say that because I love all of my children. I never said you didn't love all of them. Equally. You're, you're trying to get grandma to always say that and me to always say well, that, you know? very successful with grandma. She's well, that's because she's, you're the favorite as long as you're in her face, and then the next, it can change pretty quick. Oh, no, no, I've got grandma. Grandma's, I'm grandma's favorite. There's, there's no. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I, think, I think Aaron is grandma's favorite, from what I heard. Aaron, Aaron, can, Aaron claims to be everybody's favorite. Yeah. Well, he can be everybody's favorite. He's, he's, he's always, he'll do more when I ask him to do things than yeah. you will. That's because he's a suck ass and I ain't. That's point blank. He's I think he's just, too. is he? <laughs> <laughs> so, 
I, I tell him all the time, I said, you do all the honey lists and I'll read the benefits. You just keep going. No, he's a sweetie. <laughs> I like Aaron. Uh, all right, well, maybe we'll, get, uh, maybe we'll get Barry on another podcast soon. Yeah. Um, Barry is my stepdad. Your husband, husband is yeah. what it would be called. I was going to say new husband, but that, wouldn't, that didn't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> he's not so new. We've been together about 12 years now. There's that D in English. <laughs> but, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm curious. Uh, I mean, me and Barry have had some random conversations about this, but I'm sure there's uh, uh, we got a crazy family, and I'd like to know his his thoughts on some of it because he's <laughs> like he's a like Barry. Um, I, I'm prepping for another podcast here, but uh, if there's like the polar opposite of dad, it's Barry. True. I mean, like they can't <laughs> get any farther apart. Yeah, there you're you're right on that. So. I don't know if I want Barry to be on here then. Oh, yeah. That's a guarantee he's coming on right there. Yeah. That comment right no, there. Um, I, I, I can control that still. So I, I know I know for a fact that Barry sees some of the stuff that goes on in our family, and he just, it blows, I don't know if it blows his mind, but he just like, really, this is really going down right now. <laughs> so. He just sits back and takes it all in. He sits back and enjoys the entertainment because he knows what's getting ready to happen. And it's funny because... Barry knows my tactics, and I get mom all riled up, and Barry's over like, Paula, just let it go. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I got it where I want her. We're going to town now. Uh, all right, uh, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mother, <clears throat> thanks, for, uh, thanks for being on with us. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> thanks for asking. Yeah, and uh, we need to remind everybody we're all now on all the major streaming platforms. Yeah, yeah, we're everywhere. Still on uh, YouTube at a few points from Perfect. Yep. And... Uh, Leave yeah. comments, shoot us an email. I think it's to- I think it's time to go find Barry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.